0: Christy Bilbrey. Right after college, I started my career in a Senate press office and then the White House. For the next seven years, I worked in corporate marketing before starting my own business. As soon as I did, the one thing I realized that none of those experiences taught me was how to market myself. Promoting yourself can mess with your head. Discovering brand storytelling and learning how to put it to work in my messaging saved my business. Once I learned this, I started teaching other business owners how to put it to work in their business as well. I created the Business That Story Built podcast to help strengthen the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell others. Audiences crave the human side of businesses. They want to get to know you, follow you and interact with you outside of the buying experience. This can be intimidating to say the least. If you're ready to take your mindset and your messaging to the next level, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Thank you so much for joining today. I am excited that we have an email marketing expert joining us today. We have Kate Doster. She is the host of Inbox Besties podcast, the creator of Love Your List 2.0 email marketing mega course and is dangerously obsessed with helping ethical entrepreneurs carve out their slice of the interwebs by wooing the hearts and wallets open of their small but mighty audiences thanks to fun email marketing and easy yes mini offers. She believes you don't need to bleed the alphabet to be a dirty, rotten spam face to write emails that jolt subscribers into taking action, gobbling up your paid offers like candy or kale, if that's your thing. Thank you so much for joining, Kate. I'm excited for you to help unpack a lot of what I feel like people are embarrassed, gets pushed to the back burner, and then they Mm -hmm. don't know what to do. So thanks for joining and um, tell us a little bit about you. You have kind of some unique interests going on. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> so I am Kate Doster, as we had talked about. And I
1: can always tell how cool an interviewer is if they will say the spammer face line. So I can tell you this is gonna be a great interview. I mean, I already know this is a great podcast, just like you, you guys do. So leave those reviews. You know, you need to. <laughs> Thank you. But. <laughs> So I'm just saying, just saying five stars, it goes a long way it help us <laughs> out. So I'm Kate KateDoster.com. katedoster.com. I started off online primarily as a copywriter with a W. That means that I didn't practice law or any of that, but I wrote words to make people take action. And then like many service providers, I decided to transition into a more one-to-many model with courses and all that sort of stuff keep on getting asked to do a group coaching program. Eventually we'll do one. Uh, but for right now it's primarily courses and digital products because I want to eradicate this idea that nice people have to finish less in business. And Mm -hmm. it is statistically proven that an email subscriber is more likely to buy from anybody else. And because of that, I think that people are so intimidated by the email list that they like don't email. And so I like to make things unintimidating. So we had talked about earlier brought my unique hobbies. So I like most people, when I turned 37, I got into powerlifting. And yeah, so boy. in my first four months of powerlifting, I pulled it's deadlifting. So you pull it off the floor. Um, 315 pounds, which was my wow. goal. Like my absolute, <laughs> like ultimate number was that. And
0: I did it in four months. So it was like now I what? think that would take a serious <laughs> adrenaline boost for me. If I were to lift 315 pounds, I yes. think it would be because my life depended on it. So that's pretty amazing,
1: <laughs> right? And so, my coach was like, I, "I, mean, I love him so much, but he did not believe that I was going to do it." And I had told him this again, law of attraction, everybody, you get it, right? I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to pull 315. Like it's happening, it's happening, it's happening." And I think I was at like 265 for most of my training, which again, especially for a female, especially for somebody first starting out, even though I was a lot heavier than like they're not normal numbers that somebody somebody's no. like I I cannot believe that you did that and like I said I completely fell in love with the sport I actually went to my first powerlifting meet as a spectator the other day and I'm just like this is it like I was never competitive I was never into like volleyball or just I was very bad at sports y'all like I was a theater kid so, <laughs> so to find a sport that I love and excel at it's just been so fun and so like a lot, I don't want to say a lot of people because I don't grow up in there, but I had like two kids back to back. And then I started the business. So like I had a lot of business and baby weight, like a lot. Mm. I was like 235 when I started this. And so it was never for me about weight loss. It was always being like, I want to fight a bear. Like I want to be hella strong. <laughs> yeah. And so we've lost like 16 three-ish pounds. I think I've really weighed myself recently in this time span. And I think that people can really appreciate the fact that I didn't want to get tinier. I wanted to get healthier and bigger. And so the only reason why the weight loss sort of happened is because I wanted to be able to do my lifts better.
0: And now I actually have a
1: weight class that I want to compete in. And I'm just like, I, I love it so much. I would have never guessed. Well, I always did kind of like working out, but I would have never guessed that I would have fallen in love with powerlifting this much.
0: Yeah. So you're going to be in a competition next year, right? We are. We are. It's supposed to be in
1: April, but I think we might push one up to March instead mm-hmm. because at the rate that I'm lifting, I should qualify for the nationals, which again is wow. not usually <laughs> something that happens but- and that's in July. So there you go. I got it. Y'all know how it is because you're entrepreneurs too. Like when we want something, we go and get it. Like yeah. we've got one gear and that's just been it. It's just go.
0: Well, she's, yeah, I follow her on Instagram. You should check mm-hmm. her out. She's really fun. <laughs> and um, I've really been enjoying her podcast Inbox Besties. So Yay. definitely check that, check that out. She has, she was telling me it with 200 and some, 200. 20, 50, 60, something. I've um, episode. <laughs> of episodes for you to binge on um mm-hmm. so yeah well now what what was it that really attracted you to email marketing as a business to say this is where i want mm-hmm. to just dive in and help business owners
1: so as we have mentioned a little bit earlier before about my tangent and love of powerlifting <laughs> i was a copywriter with a w so that means i got hired to write a lot of different things I got to write about pages and home pages. I got to write emails and launch sequences. I got to write long form sales pages, short sales sales pages. You write a lot, and when you are a copywriter, you kind of end up finding the groove and the thing that you loved. And I just loved email marketing. It just had the highest ROI. And to me, Hmm. when you're emailing people, it's literally like you're just talking with a friend. And that's why I think for me, copywriting went over so well because. I actually have dyslexia, which is really mm-hmm. interesting that I made all my money writing and I do have a learning disability when it comes to that area, but you write the way that you talk and I'm like talking, I can do. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about it with your email list, again, we already talked about how they're the ones that are most likely to buy from you. They're the most ones who we're in it to win it. Like, you know, we talked about Instagram. It's really typical to follow at least 500, a thousand accounts on Instagram. you are not subscribed to 500 to a thousand newsletters. Like you just aren't, right? Right. And so it's like, okay, all of a sudden here, I got something that I really enjoy, something that I know for a fact in business is one of the most effective things to have because you don't have to worry about things like, you know, Friendster, Foursquare, Periscope. No one remembers any of those things. I mean, maybe Periscope and probably not Meerkat, right? I don't know if you guys remember that equivalent. I remember that. But like, (laughs) nobody has to think to themselves, what's Hotmail? Like, everyone knows what Hotmail was. Everybody, y'all probably still have one fun account from high school (laughs) that's your Hotmail account. Like, it's fine. And so that's why I wanted to focus on email marketing. It was proven to have the highest ROI. You could build the best relationships. And to me, if someone's willing to give you their email address and even stick around, even for a couple of emails, to me, that proves that they are in it to win it, that they are more than just like, oh, like I want to like casually follow some DIY crafting. It's like, no, like I really want to make my own stuff. So I'm going to give you my email address so you can hang out with me in my inbox along with, you know, the 10 max other newsletters that I'm a part of. And so that just made the most sense. And when you learn how to write an email, that skill can translate into your Instagram captions, into the reels, into the videos that you make, Mm. into being able to do thumbnails and titles of videos and podcast episodes. Because when you learn how to talk to a person, like a person, you'll be able to catch their
0: attention now. And that's why I love email. And it is a lot faster to write than a blog post. Well, okay. So something that you touched on was writing the way you talk. And I feel like Mm -hmm. something that I know gives people hesitation with emails is they freeze. They don't know how to get that. So when someone is feeling that, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to say? What do you recommend to just kind of get comfortable and start writing the way you talk and engaging like it's a real conversation? How do you kind of get over that first hurdle?
1: A couple of things. One, you can always pretend that you're just writing to one person and that it is your bestie who's like also super obsessed with your topic. Cause I think a lot, there's a lot of mindset in email marketing, which is why I talk a lot about sales mindset. Cause it matters. So imagine that you're talking to your bestie who's like just as excited about Harry Potter as you are. And it's not like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to annoy them with my text message about Harry Potter. No, they love Harry Potter. They're like all about that life. Right? So mm-hmm. when you start thinking to yourself, Oh, like, Of course, my subscribers are into Facebook ads, or of course they're into money mindset, or of course they're into this, or else they wouldn't be hanging out with me, right? So now all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't have to worry about annoying them because I wouldn't annoy my friend talking about a mutual topic we both love. And so you get that. To start being able to give yourself permission to write the way you talk, basically everything that your 10th grade English teacher told you was wrong. (laughs) And that's where I think a lot of people freeze up. And I don't want to say that my 10th grade English teacher- he was my arch rival, but uh-huh. it does make me excited that I make a salary in a month. So I'm just saying no, no hard feelings at all. Kate's not vindictive, but when you do that, I think for a lot of people, they are, they're focusing back into like that, again, that high school English class. And they're like, we're out the other day. And like, you like turn into a different person. Yes. So I would say to get comfortable, especially if you're a talker, even if you're not really a talker, you can do something like in a Google doc. You go to tools, you scroll down, and it says voice to text. Mm -hmm. Now, as you guys can tell, I talk really fast, but you can start to get out your message that way and then go back and edit it. Or even if you just talk out your message, that way you can get some ideas and thoughts on paper and you don't have to worry about it sounding amazing the first time around. It's going to work. One of the Mm -hmm. key concepts, besides being on your list as a privilege, which we'll definitely talk about later, that I teach my students inside of my stuff is great copy. Cause that's, that's words guys. Isn't written. It's edited. So mm. you have to actually, we call it sculpting in the awesome. You're not making a painting. I want you to think of having a chunk of marble and you are mm. going to carve in the statue of David out of it. So you're going to be able to go back in, write it, write it like your 10th grade report. If you have to make it sound stuffy, I don't care. Just get something on the piece of paper. And then you're going to go back and again, it doesn't take nearly as long as you think. Then you're going to go back and be like, okay, how can I say this a little punchier? How can I add a little bit of personality? Do I need a sentence or should I take off this sentence? Then all of a sudden you don't have that pressure to have that right. perfect first draft peel out of you. Because I don't care if you have an amazing first sentence if there's not a second one, because it took you an hour and a half to write that first sentence.
0: Right. So oh, talk I'd to much text. rather
1: you set a timer, right? Set a timer for like five, 10 minutes max. Get out that first draft that was just done. And then you can go back and judge yourself. You can edit it a little bit. Maybe it's perfect and you actually enjoy liking it. Sometimes I've been writing when I'm just like in the flow and I know that I'm saying like a word too repetitively or I'm like, I want to say this differently. Like I can just bold it. So that way I know to go back to it, right? Or to highlight it. You can have those little tricks. Like you don't have to have it be perfect. So you can start using voice to text. If you want to take that up a notch, you could use services like, you know, Rev.com or a HelloScribe, things of those natures. Those are paid services where you talk out an audio file and then they'll send you back captions slash transcriptions and you can use those. But it just give yourself permission to talk to your person like a friend. Now, if you are dealing with C-suite executives, you probably shouldn't be like, what up, home slice? Happy home day. <laughs> like, no, probably not. But if you're talking to other people that are like you, then you can go ahead and talk to them like that.
0: And- Yeah, that's great. I feel like that gives freedom, you know, that gives you freedom to just say, I don't, I don't have to make this the wall street journal, Mm -mm. um, op-ed piece. Like this is just me talking to friends. So no, that's, that's great. And what about when it comes to planning? So before you get to, this is the point of the email, maybe if you could just talk a little bit about planning when it comes to newsletters and planning, when it comes to sequences, Sure. Or maybe we'll save sequences because I know we're going to talk about list building in a little bit. So yeah,
1: so we'll definitely talk about that. So when you're planning your newsletter, and I just wanted to define a little bit of the terms that we mean by that. It's some people will also call it like a broadcast email. It's basically an email that you're going to send in real time. And if somebody's not on your list, then they're not going to get it. So it's kind of like, again, like a weekly update of what's going on and what's on your heart type of scenario. So the way that I like to break it down is to think of it as a month. And the reason why we think of it as a month is say, if you're going to send Wednesday, there's only four Wednesdays. So now all of a sudden, it's not, oh my goodness, after all these emails, I don't know what to say. I don't know what's going on. It's, oh, I only need to think of four things. I can think of four things. Because again, treat people like people. It's the way brains work. So then if you want to get a little bit more strategic, as I like to say from (laughs) SNL, because I thought that was silly. But if you want to get a little bit more strategic, then you're thinking to yourself, what do I want to sell this month? Or what do I want to focus on this month? Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't have like a big overall product in your head. Like, oh, I need to fill out my group coaching program. Right. It could just be, you've got a smaller product. Maybe you just want to build some reciprocity with your audience. Maybe you are like, you know what? I am tired of being the only person watching my reels. I think that I'm going to suggest people follow me on Instagram for a little bit. So you think of what type of things you want going on in your business. If you can't think of anything else, then it's just always, how can you pop in to your person's inbox and just, help them. Like, how can I make my person feel like like a baddie? Like they're awesome. Like they're just like out there again, I don't normally say this word, like out there ready to slay. Right. So you're going to like, think about that too. So it's like, okay, so what can I help them with? Realize that people go into their inboxes because they're procrastinating. Right. Right. And especially (laughs) if you're in the promotions tab, which there's nothing wrong about being in the promotions tab guy. Why? Because people go there for dopamine and to be happy. So you're going to make them the happy person that's in there. So Right? Give them a dopamine hit. So, your email is not the place to give them 10 tips to get new clients. Mm. It's not going to work. Okay. Your email is a place to be like, I said this sentence and I got three referrals. Well, what was that? I want to know what the referral is. You're going to tell them the sentence. And then it's like, and if you're like, but Kate, I don't have any clients in the first place to ask for referrals. Well, you're in luck because in this masterclass next week, the free challenge that I have in my group on my call. See how all of a sudden, now you can have that call to action. What do you want them to do next in real people terms? It's just sort of baked in. I will also look at what I'm just like, you know, I don't have anything particular that I want to focus on. Maybe I don't have a new podcast episode. You know, I might casually throw in one of my products that I've got going on. I'll look and see like, what's like a weird holiday? that that's coming up and I'll base one of my emails off of that. Because again, it's that dopamine hit. It's interesting. Now all of a sudden they can go tell their friend, like, and this isn't the real date everybody, but it's like, did you know that March 11th is international cheese day? Now when I tell you, I took that cheese day idea and I made the best email I've ever written in my entire life. I did it. And I put so many cheese puns because that fits my brand (laughs) and who I am. Right. It's like it's gonna be gouda. You'll make lots of mozzarella. I did it for one of my really like best online friends for one of our summits, and she's like, You made like the most all access pass sales in like an hour. I'm like, it was a great email. (laughs) That's why. Because I had all those cheese buns. But like people would expect me to have cheese buns because, and this is the other thing when you talk about freaking out about your email, that's how I show up everywhere. That's how I show up on Instagram, that's how I show up on my podcast, that's how I'm showing up in this interview. You can tell I'm a giant dork, so it makes sense. If you have a more demure brand, I don't know if I bring in puns, but, but for me it works. And my assistant's like, her name is Abby. She's like, we have never gotten so many replies than that, that cheese one. I'm like, it was just the best because it was fun. And I think that you need to also give yourself that permission. Because no no business was made or broken on a single email or a single piece of content. Yes. If you like accidentally sent like a giant, like F you, you guys stink to your list. Then obviously everyone would unsubscribe (laughs) and they wouldn't like you anymore, but it's okay to practice. So you're going to, again, just look at, it's like, okay, I only need four topics. I'm going to do some mistakes. I'll do some myths. This one, I'm going to talk about an affiliate product that I have. And this last one, I am going to share a client success story. Okay. There you go. And now you're set to go. You can choose to write them all at once. That's called batching your content. You can just choose to just sort of have them in your calendar and have Trello or ClickUp tell you, hey, you're going to write your newsletter today, and you want it to, to be about this, and then you're good to go because all the pressure's taken off because you already thought about it.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's good. And and you know when you're talking about summer, more going to be promoting things you offer. Summer more mm-hmm. just having fun, checking in, or offering a tip. Yeah, um, I know that in social media they talk about this, but what about in email marketing in terms of how often you focus on sales versus other content to educate or you know entertain? Is every there any email, kind of rhyme or reason?
1: Every email is a sales email. Every email okay. is a sales email. Whether or not you are asking for money is a different story, but you are selling the fact that you deserve to be in there that you get your people and that you're your type of person. So you're selling every time. And so that's why I don't want people thinking like, oh my goodness, I need to like ask for money like this. No, you've been selling the entire time that you're the kind of person that they want to learn Pinterest from, that they want to learn how to get their first book published from, that they want to have help with them with their money mindset. So when the time comes to say like, which is why, literally that's my favorite sentence in the world. You can turn any email into a cash email by just adding it in there. The reason why people hate sales emails, like traditional sales emails is because people are just saying the same thing over and over and over again. And it's just like, oh, five minutes, like five minutes left, two minutes left, three minutes left. Why haven't you bought this? Why haven't you bought this? They just really latch on to like urgency and scarcity Mm -hmm. and all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. Where if you latch on to what people can escape from, what they can actually get. When you talk about realism, there is one of, my favorite way. Cause we have casual selling and then we have like big launch selling, which is a little different. So for casual selling, technically you do whatever email if you want to do, right? You can be like, Oh, so the other day I was talking to a client and the word talking to a client is hyperlinked out to your call page, right? Like just like you would a normal blog post. And so you don't necessarily have to have a direct call to action to be like, get on my roster. You can at the end, if you want to. So the other day I was talking to my client and she was really struggling with eating at night. So I told her to do this, this and this what do you do at nighttime? Right now you're asking a question back to your people, or you could have that call to action for them to get on a phone call with you. One thing that I had one of my students do, she is in the budgeting niche, if you will. So again, she's dealing with frugal people. I'm like literally just at the bottom of your emails after like your PSs, but before like the unsubscribe links and stuff, literally just have like other ways I can help you. (laughs) And then it's like, if you're struggling with bi-weekly paychecks because it's Wednesday and you need gas but you're not getting paid till next Tuesday go check this out she's like I make sales every single email when I have those at the bottom just casually That's, yeah so oh, I love that again, so easy. you can you can do that so when you go in with the mindset of either being entertaining or giving that value and then at the end just sort of like oh and there's this like people aren't going to be mad. Where they're going to be mad is if everything sounds like a last chance email, even though it's not a last chance. So I don't think that you necessarily have to be like, oh, I need to send three value emails a month and one sales pitch. Now, because we talked about powerlifting, if you have to work on that asking for money muscle, because it just makes your tongue suffer,
0: like I can't do it.
1: Yeah. Then yes, start with that ratio. I will find that can be the ratio. I um, want you to have three value emails where you're sending them other places because we want them to connect with you more or having them reply back and then have one of them still have something cool at the top and then at the bottom, which is why, and then you talk about a paid product.
0: Yeah, no, that's I great. Think I think that- don't have to
1: overthink this. You don't have to overthink yeah. it.
0: Yeah, so for that, for that kind of sales mindset and just mm-hmm. developing that sales mindset, I think- um, and for people, this series thought leader series, people were kind of aspiring to be in there. And so maybe if you could speak a little bit to just that sales mindset, kind of developing that to give you a little more, to be a little more relaxed when you are approaching it instead of feeling like, uh Oh, I don't want to offend people by asking for money. So how do you kind of start developing those muscles in your writing, because like you said, this is going to flow into all communications that you do and just a way that you think about it. So how do you help people you know, overcome that? You're going to love this. Don't be a jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did she just call me a jerk for not wanting to sell? I absolutely did just call you a jerk for not wanting to sell. Why? Treat people like people. When people put down money, they're more likely to take things seriously. Now, is everyone going to have a hundred success rate? No, is everybody going to read every word that you say in your ebook or you have a coaching client that takes all of your advice? No, but think of this, you've got a purse that you spent $15 on at target. Do you care if your kids get applesauce on it? If there's crayon on it, like that you don't know where it is that the dog could have peed on it, who cares? You don't care. It's a $15 purse. Your coach designer bag that you bought is in that dust bag and no one's allowed to look at it. I'm saying this <laughs> and I'm actually pointing to mine right now. Like no one gets to touch it. Why? Because they spent more money on it, okay? So if people will take things more seriously and it is your goal to help people, then why aren't you going to give them the opportunity to stack the deck in their favor by paying for something? Now, I'm not saying everyone on your email list is going to buy, but that's the thing I want you to tell yourself in your head. You are not a bad person for wanting to provide for yourself. And you're definitely not a bad person because you want to give them a competitive edge to actually do something. Cause we've all watched a million YouTube videos or we've all watched a million podcasts and done nothing with it. I'm not saying you're not going to from this podcast, but I can tell you, you are more likely to send an email if you had to pay for one of my premium products like that. It's right. just the way that it is. Cause you're going to get your money's worth and when stuff is free, not a lot of people are going to actually take action on it. So that's what you need to remind yourself when you are actually selling, right? It's like, Oh, well, I'm just giving them the chance to actually succeed. So I'm kind of a jerk for not telling them about my coaching because if it's my mission to help people, and this is ironic, right? If we go with the money mindset coach, but it's like, if it's my mission to help people develop a better brand or, or to be able to utilize the law of attraction so that way they can get things that they want, I'm not going to block them from that. Like, no, I'm a jerk, right? Like I need to tell them because they might not know, they might not remember, they might not have been in the right spot for it. And again, it's not like you're going to hammer people and call them dummies, right? Just, right, right. It is what it is. And I always, especially if you're really averse to sales too. So now we have this, don't be a jerk. Make it more about them. Mm-hmm. I very rarely talk about my story. I talk about my experience a little bit because you need to know I'm not some weirdo who like hit it big on Pinterest with a pin one time. And now I'm, I'm an evil marketing guru. <laughs> like, no, this is what I got paid to do. But like, I broke my family off of poverty. Like we were on food stamps before wow. I started this business. But like- I don't talk about myself that much because it doesn't matter what I did. Like, yeah, the dyslexia thing, I guess, is kind of cool. And my 10th grade English teacher Vandetta. but that's just because that one's silly. But what matters to me is that you can go to Whole Foods and slap down your debit card and not worry how much it costs. That's what matters to me. And so that's the stuff that I'm going to talk about in my sales email. I'm going to talk about the struggles that you were having. I'm going to talk about the mistakes that happened. I want to talk about why those things might've happened. And it's like, which is why, again, simple turn phrase. Which is why this is baked into this product, which is why I'm going to walk you through it hand in hand because, and we'll just use this as a weight loss example, because I don't want you looking back at your friend's 30th birthday and all you see is, oh, I look so ugly in the pictures, as opposed to how hilarious the joke that Pam made. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, like how do they know? about that picture thing. Like that's exactly what I want. So we're making it about them, what their after situation is gonna be, what their current situation is gonna be. And that's just like, I'm not gonna pressure anybody to buy. If you want it, you want it. And if you don't, you don't. But I'm gonna make sure that I'm not just saying that necessarily like, oh, if you want it, you'll get it. If you want, you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. because people buy based on emotion and then they justify with a logic later. That's just the way it works. Some people are always gonna be split decision makers. Other people are on the fence. Sometimes when it comes to sales, and I'm sure that the coaches really can feel this too, when you're doing like one-on-one work with people, especially deep work, because people don't want to waste their money. If they do not think in themselves, your audience, that they can actually get results, they're not going to get it. Like they're just not going to buy because like, you know, I'm I'm just not that type of person. So then it's your job to let them know who is that type of person or can they even become that type of person? And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not really selling. It's like, oh yeah. And then there's this too, right? It's like, I know you want A, B, C, D, and E. And oh, look, we cover all that in my course. But it's like, oh, I know you want templates. It's like, I know you want to be able to sit down and just write an email to your list and get responses back and make a couple of sales. I know that you don't want to feel like a giant spammer face or like you're this you know blood sucking like bro marketer because you have the audacity to tell people about your high-end coaching. It's like, which is why get a favorite face. We've got this and this and this in the course. It's like, oh. It's always that benefit, that benefit of the thing. And I think that that will really help. And if you need to, because again, you're like, Kate, I really like, I can't do the sales. Just do that casual thing that we talked about at the bottom. Have your normal newsletter. It can still have a call to action. I wouldn't put the casual like other ways I can help you. If say your call to action is to like get on an auto webinar or to get on a call. But if it's a more casual thing, like you're sending them to a blog post, you're sending them to an Instagram reel, that sort of a thing then just put it at the bottom.
0: See what happens. You'd be surprised how much people click. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. I think that um, it gives people a little bit more, well, and there's experimenting, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like you, like you said, you're not going to have everybody leave you from one bad email, like you can experiment and you can see what works and what feels comfortable and, and play around with that. yeah. Um so you know talking about sales talking about kind of that mindset I feel like going into list building a little bit mm-hmm. and just how to think about that and you know that's a different type of email that's more the sequence email that nurture sequence what kind of tips do you have for people just in terms of thinking through the freebie and that thought process of of that sequence
1: Sure. I love this question, by the way. So because everyone, again, right? And I will say that this is one more thing I've got to say before we talk about actual list building numbers. I don't care if it's just you on your email list. You are going to send that weekly email. Because wouldn't you rather practice in front of one person or two people than a stadium full of 10,000. Good point. So when I hear people say like, oh, I want to wait till I have a thousand. No, no, because who really wants to get all their practice and it's not a thousand people? That's nerve-wracking. And two, don't be a jerk, they don't know they're one of a thousand or one of 50, but they were really, really into designing cakes. And now all of a sudden your insecurities are going to make it so their cakes are ugly. And (laughs) people are like, oh no, I don't want to do that. Guess what you're doing. So just email them. All right. So now they're off of that tangent. Let's talk about this building and the sequences afterwards. So you can either have for the sequence afterwards, it can be a sales funnel, or it can be more of a general welcome series, a sales funnel. I want you to think of it. Like a party, right? Where are welcome sequence. You're like, Oh, like this is Timothy, like me, him. I think you're really like, i you know, here's, you know, the chips and dip. We've got some, you know, dance, dance revolution over here. Later on, we're going to be playing, you know, apples to apples. You're just kind of showing them all the best stuff, letting them know your vibe. A funnel is where you're like, you know, for a fact that they're going to have the most fun if they go play dance, dance revolution. So all of your communications is to get them to dance Dance revolution is. Are they afraid they've got no rhythm? We're gonna tackle that. Do they not know what songs are good? We're gonna tackle that. Is this a problem? Is that a problem? Like, do they think that other people are judging them, right? Like, we're gonna tackle all those problems in our email sequence because we're gonna get them on the dance floor because we know that's the coolest place. So, a funnel would be more so for your, you know, signature offers, things that are higher priced that you have. And so, those, you know, first couple of emails, you know, it can be five emails, it can be six. Mm-hmm. Most of them are going to be geared towards getting people, again, what's your sales process, getting them on the call, getting them to watch the auto webinar. If they signed up for one of your other freebies, is it going to be getting them to just buy your signature course that you have? Is it to get on the wait list for a signature product? Because maybe you don't necessarily have one yet, but you're pretty sure you know where you're going with this. Then it's not. Okay. A welcome series instead is a little bit different. It's a little bit more relaxed. You still want to help them, but it's a little bit about showing them like different things. So. First email is your freebie, which we'll talk about what makes a good freebie in a second. So your first email is your freebie. Your second email is going to be, remember that quick dopamine hit that we talked about? Yeah. It's going to be like a quick tip, right? And guess what? You're going to refer back to your freebie because we want them to consume your freebie because your freebie is great. And hopefully your freebie also has a next step in there, right? So even if they don't read the rest of our emails, they'll see the next step at the end of the freebie, right? Because it's baked in. We're smart there. So- The next one after that, right? Tell them where you stand on things, right? Is there something in your industry? Is there something you can set apart on that? You're just like, oh my goodness. If I hear one more person tell me that diet (laughs) soda is the devil, like I'm going to freak out, right? Like, And here's the thing about that third email because people get really nervous to send it. Realize if it's in an autoresponder, convert ConvertKit sending it so it doesn't matter. You don't have to actually hit send, it's fine. If one of your core values is that no food is bad, you don't want a client that's all like, oh my goodness, that food's bad, right? So make the stand early because here's the thing, the people that don't want to be there are going to leave and now you don't have to pay for them for your email service provider. Like get True. them out because they were never your people. They were never going to buy from you. They truly didn't jive with you. Honestly, they didn't pass vibe check, truly. That's what that third email, I like say, is more vibe check and email. They didn't like pass that. vibe check, which is fine, okay? And then if you want to stay in your fourth one, if you want to do more of a moneymaker, even in your vibe email, you can do, which is why in- or you can do a PS selling. Like there's nothing saying that you can't, right? In the first two, I don't necessarily sell that much. Um, I do talk about products they have because I'm like, oh, a marketer, because if it's my brand, oh, a marketer telling you they've got paid things. Oh no. So that's more of the shock value. But usually the thing you're selling in that first two emails is to get them to consume the freebie you spent so much time on. Because we know right. that's the best of your best stuff. We know that they're going to be like, if they're giving away this for free, then like, right. I'm going to need to get them all my monies. And then the other ones, like I said, you can kind of what you want you can sell them over to a blog post you can put in your welcome series can be as long as you want it to be uh, when it's more general and honestly even after say a funnel say maybe you've got four emails in your funnel where it's like we're hitting home your signature offer then you can have a more casual email sequence after that if you know you're not the type to keep up on your weekly newsletter or bi-weekly newsletter but you're the type that can sit down and pound out 10 emails then Mm -hmm. make your welcome series 10 emails like they don't need to know (laughs) again where do you want people to go? What do you want them to do? How can you help them? What other products do you have? What cool things, you know, again, do you have a testimonial that you can throw in there to show people like, Oh, like you really can manifest this. Or again, I know I was just looking at uh, some of your great clients on your website. You guys haven't been to her website. It's fantastic. It's like, why manifesting hasn't worked for you. Right. Or why the secret annoys me. Right. Like think of those things. That could be like your rant email just, just, just go with it. And then you've got those sort of core things. Now people kind of know your core values. They probably have heard a product or two. And even if you have a signature offer, you can go more of a welcome series style. That's a little bit more casual, where maybe like once or twice, you kind of casually mention it. And then you tell them like, Hey, and now every week going to be popping in your inbox. This is what's going to happen.
0: And there you go. Oh, that's such a great Outline walking us through, and I want to go back to you when you were talking about the sales funnel, because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy for people, especially I came from corporate, a lot of people, in my audience are former corporate, and there's just this, mm-hmm. this very kind of stuffy um, kind of pressure and and you make this mountain of it. And so I really appreciated how you talked about it as dance, dance revolution. Like this is just a fun thing that you're doing mm-hmm. with friends and it's exciting and you want to get people there as opposed to looking at, this is the goal that I set for myself and I better figure out how I'm going to you know, get people there as opposed to just relaxing and making it a fun thing and knowing I know the value in it. I know how great this is. This is a fun thing. I think just kind of shifting the mindset of, um yeah. the pressure that mounts that oh my gosh i have to come up with the world's most amazing thing and so it feels like i have to write this masterpiece as opposed to i'm just trying to get people to the party because this is going to be fun they're mm-hmm. going to have you know great results whatever so i think just that that shift can be really really huge whether it's for a sales sequence or even the welcome sequence and and like you yeah. said the vibe check where you're just letting them know this is me and stop trying to come across as um, what's gonna be the perfect place for them and thinking about who am I and what environment do I wanna create? And if that jives with them, then they're gonna stick around. I think that those can help take off so much of the pressure. So I really like that you kind of line everything up through that lens.
1: Right, thank you. And again, because you know, your audience is thought leaders. It's the thought, the thought leader series that we're doing right now. We need to make sure that people drive with our principles, with our values. And for a more structured, you know, sales funnel, we had kind of hinted at this earlier. It's like, why does this thing matter? Like, why is email cool? I already talked about why email is cool, right? Like you want to get people results because nothing is going to get you dollars more than getting somebody results for free. So that's why there's that quick tip, that try that, those little hacks you're going to throw in there, right? And it's like, why you, again, you got them the results, Right. But it's like, you're going to actually like have coffee that speaks to them. Maybe you've got your own results. You're going to share, you're going to share, you know, a little bit of like those sort of testimonials sort of towards the end of the funnel. And then like the sort of the last, you know, last chance uh, emails, that sort of a thing when you're thinking about in your sequences, why would they secretly be afraid of success? Like in your own mm-hmm. head, you're going to think about it. And why would they think that they can't get results? And that's really what you sort of address at the end, because like, okay, I know email is the right vehicle. It makes a lot of sense. You know what? I've gotten some results from Kate stuff already. She's really cool. I jive with her. I like it that she also thinks that you can use the word spammer face and still make a lot of money because you can, <laughs> right? But like, I'm not like her. Like, I'm not boisterous, or I'm not a great writer, or I don't have a big audience. So then it's just like feels like little things you can kind of mm-hmm. chip away at. Right. And again, because I'm a very like low pressure type of person, like my last chance emails, I literally will play like a game with my audience. I would like name this tune, right. Or like do this or like flip a coin or, you know, I will, because in my industry, it's very easy to do this. I'll make fun of, I think anybody could do this in their industry. Like I'll make fun of those last chance emails. So like I have this gift that I throw in, in one of my auto webinar sequences where it is Gordon Ramsey, the Chef mm-hmm. and it's a girl with two pieces of bread, and it's like you're an idiot sandwich. I'm like, <laughs> so I know this is the email where I'm supposed to say you're an idiot sandwich for not buying my course yet, but like I, you know, and then I sort of like go into again the I understand sort of statement. All this sort of stuff. You got that going on in this, right? So it's like, you know, here are some questions, here are this. Like, if you want to join us, that's cool. If not, I'm not going anywhere until you unsubscribe. So we can still keep hanging out. And I think that people kind of like that because ultimately. I'm not tricking you into buying. You just right. need to make a decision. Yeah. Right. So it's my job to reassure you that yes, is the best decision or no is the right decision. That's right. all that my job is to do. Yeah. And for some people it is a no. So I tell people struggle, like, don't buy this. And it's not like, don't buy this. If you're have a limited mindset, I'm like, no, if you're just starting out, this isn't for you. If you've got an e-commerce business, don't do this. Like, no, it's If you can't take the word spammer face in a misspelling, I'm not for you. Go find somebody else who is. And not in a mean way, but it's just like, if you don't like the way I drive in my emails, you're going to hate learning from me in my courses (laughs) because that's the same way.
0: Well, and I think that that also sets them up for whether they're buying a course right then from you or a service Mm -hmm. or just sticking around on your emails from, from there on out. It's like, this is who I am. So I I think just helping people get comfortable with just share who you are because that will attract the right people. And you don't need to worry Mm -hmm. about putting on this kind of corporate exterior, and that's going to keep you held back from actually typing out the emails that you need for your business.
1: Yeah. And start with little things like when something is good or positive, what do you say? It's like, oh, that was awesome. It was hella cool, like totally tubular, like throw in little things like that. Was it nifty galifty? I don't know. <laughs> just just start with how would you say that something is good, literally. So like the first sentence of your email, I know some people are like, drop them into a story. But again, I like, I'm writing to a friend every single time. So it's like, I hope that you had a nifty galifty Wednesday, right? And then just sort of like go in from there. That'll sort of give yourself a little bit more permission to, again, as long as the audience isn't corporate, right? It'll give you that permission to be a bit more relaxed, right? Mm -hmm. Or again, if you are a premium brand, then how does a premium brand talk? Are you more sophisticated? Are you more demure? Then act like it when you write. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Just being yourself, whatever yourself, whatever you are, and Mm -hmm. however you normally communicate, just keep doing that, (laughs) right? It boils down to write the
1: way you talk, right? That's how we're going for. Yeah. Yeah. And little by little, you'll get there and you will be surprised at how quickly your audience will fall in love with it. Cause that was one of the, I mean, you, you go into making things thinking like, Oh, my students are going to get this real, this real, this real. One of the biggest surprises, and I don't know why it was to me with my course is how many, you call ourselves listies was how many listies said that they were afraid to start talking like themselves. And then how many emails they got replied back to because they just started talking to like a person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're like,
1: I thought that people were going to hate it because, you know, I was really like straightforward before. And, you know, I started like loosening up a little bit, like you talk about and all this sort of stuff. And now people are responding. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because nobody is going to read the dictionary for fun. What are they doing? They're going to go like TMZ, right? Like again, and there's nothing wrong with that. So don't be the dictionary in their inbox. Be like the fun magazine. That's what we're going for here. Just give them a dopamine hit. So all they're looking for. is a little bit of dopamine.
0: Yeah. Um, And you had talked, you talked earlier about freebies mm. and kind of how to think about freebies. So I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to touch on that before we, before we close out, because I know that's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter the type
1: of freebie because I know that's the question that gets asked. Oh, should I have a free five-day challenge? Should I have? A webinar, should I have? A quiz, because quiz is really big. Um, if you're just starting out, don't do a quiz because you're going to literally have to make yourself like four funnels. So, or at least four welcome series. It's not, it, just don't. Um, but it can be fun later on, I think. Later on, a quiz can be really fun. So for your freebie, it's more about the topic than the modality. Realize that people are less likely to sign up for a webinar than they are for a PDF because a PDF is a lot less of an ask. Mm-hmm. And especially in the business to business industry, we all know webinar is going to equal pitch at the end, right? But even <laughs> right. in the business to consumer space, you're asking them to sit down with you for an hour and a half. Now, if they're willing to sit down with you for an hour and a half in your auto webinar, then chances are they are, you know more in it to win it. They're a more serious lead. So you go, I like to have personally a variety of types. So -hmm. that way I've got like my easy to consume one. Like I've got my two years worth of email ideas. And then I have my auto webinar, which is a cookie webinar. When people are a little bit more serious about this, they'll sit down. So I do think that you can have a variety. So there, there is no perfect number of freebies, everybody. I do think that you need to make sure the back end of your freebies, those welcome series and those funnels are set up. So we're just like, throw like eight of them up there. Like, make sure that you've got a plan for all of them. That's really important. But your freebie needs to answer, regardless of what modality you pick, even if you pick quizzes, which is great, just really, it's gonna be a bigger thing to do. It needs to answer a yeah, but question. We call Mm. it the Sir Mix a lot principle, because just like he (laughs) likes big butts, so does your email list and so does your wallet. Okay. (laughs) Because remember, when you know your people better than your people know your people, then they're like, this person's different. So now you stand out instantly. You don't have to worry about having no lack of personality. So it's not something like, you know, how to get the four hour work week. Like, oh, like everyone you know, says that, like Tim Ferriss says that, like, okay, right. right? How to get all your work done in four hours if you're a stay at home mom with kids under five. Mm-hmm. How to get all of your work done if you've got ADHD. How to get all of your work done when you work nights, right? Like, So all of a sudden, when you add that if, or without, or even if people are like, oh, how did, how did she, how did she know, right? How to get your first ten clients without posting in Facebook? Ooh, like I want to know how to get my first ten clients without posting in Facebook, right? How to manifest money without saying affirmations, right? And then in your landing page, you can be like, if you feel like a complete dummy staring at yourself in a mirror, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness, how did they know that I feel like a dummy staring in the mirror, being like, you are wonderful. Like you're in the right place because it turns out you don't need to do that because people are always looking for new and different. So, when we start thinking on that, gap, yeah, but that we have for people, like how to grow your email list, even if you have no traffic, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, how do I do that, right? Uh, ironically, you have like a freebie if you t- like, I could have a freebie about like how to grow your email list without a freebie. I don't think I do that personally because that's the <laughs> family values, but it would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, something that you might have already you can be able to just tweak it slightly. So it is bringing that up again, like, you know, the five dog toys under $10 that your dog loves, right? It's like, okay, that's probably a little bit more of a blog post, but you've got to think of what's that little spice that you can add on to the thing. What's that? Yeah. But that we're going to be crushing, how to be a blogger. Even if you hate writing, it's like, wait a minute, I can be a blogger if I hate writing or how to start a blog without typing a word. And then you just talk about voice to text or like hiring people out. Right. Like, again, they don't need to know the modality about it, Mm -hmm. but you're going to tell them that in the freebie. And again, it can be that audio. It can be video. It can be a PDF. I 100% say whatever modality you're doing, especially if you're a personal brand, which obviously if you're a thought leader, your personal brand, put your face somewhere, Mm -hmm. like have a picture of yourself in your email. Have a picture of yourself. And again, it can be an inviting picture. I don't want you to think like it has to be like your stuffy headshot or like, you know, the one that you took of your selfie. I mean, it's a particularly great selfie. Go <laughs> ahead and put that in there. But you people like people, we want them to be able to build a personal connection. Mm-hmm. So say if you do decide that you're going to do a PDF, because we all know that that is a small ask, right? Maybe in your, you know, quick tip and a pickle, you that's what we call the second email. You like give them something to do, but then say like for a bonus tip, click here to listen to this short audio. Which I think, especially if you're working in a one-on-one coaching situation, people need to hear your voice or they need mm. to see you. So you can yes. either give them that's the good. audio that you store on Google drive. You can, I love loom, L O O M. Mm. It's a Google Chrome extension free. I think they give you a hundred now, like five minutes. Um, but I mean, they can take all of my money because I love loom. <laughs> and so, like, that's They're the best send in a loom video. You record the video with loom. It stores it on loom. You don't have to worry about putting it anywhere. And then people can see you. Cause again, especially again, know your modality, know how you're going to sell. People need to build that personal connection with you. If they're going to hire you for one-on-one, especially for coaching. And so when they can hear your voice and see your excitement and be like, yeah, you know what? Like Chrissy is my type of person. She's right. That's just one more thing to help with. So that's what I would say. Definitely can have a PDF, but make sure somewhere in that sequence they can hear you or
0: see you. Yeah, include more. Include more of who you are.
1: There's nothing to say you can't have a bonus for your free thing, right? It's like, and you can talk about it too in your actual freebie, right? In the freebie email that they get, that first email, say, like, oh, and you got this bonus other thing, right? any of your bonus, other thing, if you're like, now I have to create two things. <laughs> when I made you list out all of your butts, what was the second, but that came to your mind? And now just riff on that or talk about that for like three or four minutes. Now you're done.
0: You don't need to make this hard. Easy. You
1: don't need to make this hard, but easy.
0: Um, well, and that I, I like the way that you just set up the brainstorm because you basically just take whatever your area is. And then, you know, yeah. yeah but- but- mm-hmm. All these, everyone's going to have ten time. minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: okay. everyone's going to have time and money as an excuse. So You can have one of those in there too. But see what you can really, really think of. Again, I, I want to do manifesting, but my family will think that I'm weird. But it never worked out for me. But I tried in the past, but it didn't work. Like you know, just keep going, 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 going. And like you said, I love that. Set that time for ten minutes, and guess what? All those other butts. Now you got your emails for a while. Mm-hmm. Now you've got your Instagrams for a while. And again, it could be mistakes to avoid. It could just be like to do this with that. Like you'd be surprised at how really effective that list is going to be.
0: When it comes to credibility in emails, mm-hmm. whether it's welcome sequence sales or just mm-hmm. um, new newsletters, thinking about thought leaders and um, what types of tips do you have for for that? Different ways to kind of add that, drip that in.
1: I always, and again, and I know that we're speaking a lot to coaches, but I know we're talking to a lot of coaches. I like to show my authority by sharing results of other people as much as I possibly can. So like, I could be like, I've got a million dollar download on my podcast. Right. Which I guess if I was selling a podcasting course, like, obviously like that would make sense. Right. But if it's like, I helped my client get a million downloads Mm -hmm. or this, then it's like, Oh, all right. Right. And you know, on your website, you can be featured in different places, right? So like if you have like in your welcome series, you we talk about the authority builder. So like if you got interviewed, one of my mentors got interviewed on Steve Harvey once, like <laughs> obviously she should talk about that. Like, and she'll show, like show that the clip this is from way back in the day. Like, like that's pretty cool. So you can have yeah. some of that authority building in there. Um, You know, when I was writing my book or, you know, when the publishers were asking me this. So now it's like, all of a sudden, like they're kind of knowing your credentials or again, back in corporate, when I was working for Nike, you're not bragging. You're just saying that it's Mm -hmm. like one of the biggest issues they had was this. And it turns out that small business is like, you're probably suffering from this too. Here's how we did it. Again, I don't want to say the best authority, but the best authority you can get is get people results. So again, Mm -hmm. think of those quick bite size things. You can casually mention those things as well. Um, Again, if you're not one to brag about yourself and that's not your personality, then literally say that in a sentence, right, Like PS, PS, like I'm definitely not one to brag and I feel hella awkward, but I understand. And this is, again, I understand. I understand there is a lot of internet randos who are probably claiming to be PR specialists, which is why I just want to let you know, I was featured on CVS here, here, and here, 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 and here, and here, and here, and here, just like three. Right. And you can mm-hmm. link them out. So now all of a sudden you address that elephant in the room, especially to spending on your industry. And it's not like you're bragging like, Oh, the other day I was talking to Katie Couric, Uh, you know, (laughs) the little thing I should not even on the Today show anymore. I was talking to Hoda on the Today show and you know, we were casual, like, no, you're not being braggadocious. You're just like letting them know. So let your client's results speak for themselves again literally just address the elephant in the room. And in case if you're wondering, I'm not just somebody who did this. I did that in this interview. I'm not somebody who would pick on Pinterest. Pinterest hated me for the record, everybody. So I did not get a (laughs) pin go viral. And all of a sudden I'm an email marketing guru who can tell you how to grow your list. No, 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 it hates me. So it's fine. But that's one of those things that, again, who would be the opposite of you?
0: Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to share. We covered a ton here today. Email, because
1: there's money in your email list. The money is in the relationship with your list. And the only way you're going to get better at sending emails is to write emails. And if you're like, but Kate, I haven't, but right. But Kate, I haven't emailed them in forever. What do I say? The first email you're going to send them is three tools, three apps, three resources for whatever your industry is. Why? Cause people love to buy stuff. So even if it's not like, you know, things that they need to pay for, right. Everybody, right. Like the three best productivity apps for moms with ADHD. And you're going to be this, is, obviously it's not ClickUp, but you're be like, this is this. <laughs> this is, this is uh, you guys are awesome. But no, like this, this, and this, and then literally at the bottom of that email, you're like, and if you're wondering, again, if you're wondering how I got your email address in the first place, it's because you signed up for one mm-hmm. of my freebies. And then if you only have one freebie that you can say this name, you, or you can just say you signed up for my freebie about productivity a little while back. So it's not like, Hey, Tom, I know I haven't talked to you in a while. Tom doesn't remember you haven't talked right. to him in a while. Like that's just you trying to not feel guilty anymore. But again, when we're leading with things for our pe- people, then we're going to go ahead and you're going to make sure in that second email that you might even mention that again in a PS, like, so that way they know. Okay. But again, we're always going to start with what's in it for them and that's why it's always stuff because people have stuff and then it's oh yeah who is this rando how'd you even get my email address in the first place (laughs) and then it's what are you going to talk about to them next time it's like a next time we're gonna talk about this and hopefully you'll have your second email sort of already pre-written so now you don't have to worry about it next week and then all of a sudden you reignited your passion with your list do not be one of those people that just shows up on black friday right (laughs) Be Right? be one of those people that just shows up Black Friday. You're going to show up on Black Friday, but you will at least show up two weeks before,
0: <laughs> ideally as well. Yes. Um, I, I think some of the biggest things, just that freedom and who you are in the fact mm-hmm. that you offer value and there's nothing wrong with sharing what you're selling because you want to help people get better at what they do and mm-hmm. writing the way that you talk, I think. and And you have so many, I'm going to try and capture these little formulas and, and outlines and great, great tips that you've had in the show notes. Um, so thank you so much, Kate, for all of your time and for everyone listening, who's thinking, oh my gosh, she has so many great things. Where can I find more? <laughs> you need to go to katedoster.com forward slash two year. Is it two year, or two years?
1: Two years, but two I'll make sure years. there's one without the out. Well, and it's, it's <laughs> the number two, everybody. I didn't spell out the word two. It's the number two.
0: And that is for two years worth of email content ideas. So you definitely need to go there, need to get that so that you never have to ask that question again.
1: And I just didn't dump like 108 topics because like a brain can't figure that out. It's like August, second week, send this. And if you're like, but Kate, I'm listening to this and it's October. Well, it turns out, as it turns out, January slash September comes back so just use it for the next year. You're fine. <laughs> just go. And if you're like, but October's email stink. It's fine. You can go to November's. No one's going to rat you out. So it's literally bam, bam, bam. You don't have to think about it anymore. little too for cheat. you. You just got to yes. write it. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kate. I really appreciate it. You guys need to check out her podcast inbox besties, and you can learn more about her at katedoster.com. Kate, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me. Just hit send, everybody. You can do
0: it. (laughs) Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. To succeed in business, you need brand awareness, authority, and trust. To get those, you need visibility. Podcasts offer each of these. It's a unicorn platform because it gives you the scarcest resource in digital marketing, attention. Did you know that 80% of podcast audiences listen to the entire episode and more than 50% consider buying from a brand or individual that they discover on a podcast? Building your own show and audience takes years. Grow faster by guest speaking on other podcasts to get more leads, build your SEO, and strengthen your brand. To learn how my agency can help, email me at hello at christybilbury.com. (laughs) Come <laughs> on.